Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Lots of people cover and listen to us uh, because we talk about bonds, we talk about shares, and we talk about the broad macro economy. And yes, they have delivered for investors over recent years, although the period coming out of COVID wasn't particularly good. But lots of people are looking around for alternatives and what they call alternative assets. It's a very broad umbrella term, but we have seen a recent report that about 52% of US family offices plan to allocate half of their portfolio towards alternatives. That's an increase of 10% on previous years. And here with me in studio now is Carl Rogers, who's Chief Investment Officer at Elkstone, who says the Irish market is now starting to follow suit. Uh, first of all, good morning to you, Carl. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So let's just zone in and, and try to get our, our, our hands around the actual description here. Alternative assets, uh, what exactly does that mean in your mind? Yeah, alternative investments is a very uh, broad category. So it's nearly best described as everything other than traditional investments. So traditional investments, including cash, uh, public equities or stocks and bonds. And within Ireland, uh, we, of course, love re- real estate. However, that does fall we into We do like our property, invest- yes. That does fall into alternative in- uh, investments. So it's essentially anything that's outside of cash, bonds and equities. And ultimately, this increases uh, uh, an investor's uh, universe and tools available. And really, alternative investments are used for two things. One is for diversification. And that's really where the first kind of misconception comes across, where many believe alternative investments are more volatile and riskier, but in actual fact, they help reduce the risk of an overall portfolio. The other uh, reason why alternative investments are used is really for return enhancing of a portfolio, bringing higher returns than that that are publicly available through the likes of venture capital, private equity, private credit, hedge funds. And, and Carl, so could you just um, maybe briefly run through <clears throat> a few of the things that would fall under this heading? Just uh, name check a few of the things that would be known as alternative assets yeah, or investments. Yeah, absolutely. So within that d- diversifying bucket, you can look at things like. Uh, commodities and and real estate and passion assets like uh, fine art and cars and under the return enhancing category really you're looking at the likes of private equity buying equity into private companies as opposed to public companies and private credit providing loans or debt to private companies. Now people listening into us might might associate this more with the US where obviously people buy wine, they buy art, they buy the odd sports team (laughs) now and again as we know in the premiership here this side of the world, are these assets that Irish people can actually access? Are, are they easily available as alternatives uh, to stocks and bonds? Yeah, no, it's a great question. So ultimately, it's not really geographically based. It's more so investor type based. So traditionally, we would have seen the first movers being institutional investors because of the large checks that they could write and had to write in order to get access to these type of investments. But we've seen a move now, as you mentioned, the the KKR family office report has moved down to family offices and there's been a wider move towards democratising access to alternative investments where Elkstone has really been a first mover here through our venture club model that we started about seven years ago where clients were able to come together and pool assets and invest and start to build up their own early stage startup portfolio. So the, the trend within the industry is very much democratising the access and, and, and that's right across the globe, not just the US. Now, obviously, volatility is is always an issue with any investment class and Irish people are, are kind of conservative because the property has delivered, apart from you take out the crash, obviously, most of the time property has delivered for them and, and beaten inflation by some margin. Do you think Irish investors are, are, first of all, should they be worried about the volatility here? 
It does it depend which class you go into. If you're maybe heading towards retirement and you're a bit more risk averse, is this something you should be looking at? Because um, the traditional advice would be, you know, go into the safer waters of bonds and stocks towards the end of your life, their life cycle, let's put it that way. Um, is this sort of dipping your toe back into a more volatile world? Would that be the concern? Yeah, absolutely. I think in 2024, volatility is is certainly expected, whether that's a combination from geopolitics with half of the world going into an election year and therefore a lot of unknowns or the fact that equities and bonds have been moving together over the past couple of years. But ultimately, we're we're in an area within the market now, which is a significant change, higher inflation, higher interest rates. And that's very a very different environment to that with, that we've been in over the last 15 years. And ultimately, being able to use some of the tools across alternative investments like private credit and a higher interest rate environment or infrastructure investments that benefit off rising inflation – um, are really sought after and have a premium in this market. Now, of these various headings, you've got crowdfunding, you've mentioned private equity, there's obviously cryptocurrencies, which we've covered here on News Talk a lot, you've got lending, you've got commodities you've also mentioned. Is there one that you expect to grow significantly here in Ireland? I mean, obviously the crowdfunding one is is maybe the intriguing one because it maybe allows people to put less, you know, smaller amounts of money in there than some of these other categories. Which one of these ones do you think, I think there has the most fruitful potential for Irish people to be attracted into? Yeah, absolutely. So real estate uh, is, of course, one of the highlights within the, the Irish industry. Venture capital tends to be one of the highest returning asset classes, especially at the early stage. And your more steady eddy uh, would be the likes of your later stage private equity, your senior secured private credit and one of the areas that has the biggest tailwinds within alternative investments is really infrastructure and infrastructure investments with the move to green and renewables. Now, the other one that we should talk about, I suppose, is commodities. Lots of people obviously consume them in their lives, but might not necessarily know. So they, they'd probably be put into some kind of fund that invests in, in various foods or crops or whatever. Uh, oil, obviously a big one in there and other um, minerals. Do you need to know a lot about commodities to go into that area? Because a lot of these guys eat all these reports and, and they get very immersed in it. Or is somebody looking outside, are you lucky to be put into a general commodity fund? Is that the best way to, to find a return there? Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. You know, Question number one with any investment is, do I want to approach this passively or do I want active management? Because commodities tend to be cyclical in nature, That one does tend towards an active approach and therefore we should look for actively managed funds to to look after that part of the portfolio. Now, one final one, of course, fine art and collectibles has a certain aura around it. You're you're even raising your eyebrows there. Uh, No paintings hanging from the studios here, but lots of people can get into this world. There's things like uh, Masterworks, which provides access for smaller investors as well. So getting away from that very elitist, stuffy world that we traditionally associate with fine art, there are other ways into something like that that are uh, occurring all the time, new avenues to put money into that sort of sector. Yeah, absolutely. You know, all of those would fall under the term of passion assets. So whether that's fine cars, uh, high-end watches and wine. And one of the things that that I couldn't believe when I started digging into the wine industry is actually how liquid it is. Uh, Daily pricing, you're able to buy and sell really easily across an exchange. So Yes, there, there is quite a, quite a wide universe. <laughs> Everyone listening now is going, I want your job. You know? <laughs> um, because I suppose French is still the, the, the wine worth investing in. But I know what you mean. It, it's just like any other market. You can find out more. There's more disclosure. 
it's quite dynamic. Some people think they just buy a bottle and stick it on the on the wall. Of course, most of the time you don't uh, have the physical commodity at all. It's just into a fund, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, there are storage implications. It, it's held in certain areas where the tax isn't crystallised yet. So there, there are a lot of nuances across each of these markets. OK, as I say, we cover a lot on this programme and elsewhere, stocks and bonds, but there are alternative asset classes. You've heard Carl run through a good few of them, everything from paintings to wine, to, of course, gold and our friends in the cryptocurrency world. So there is that diversity and it's that hunt for yield and return that is happening as possibly, we don't know, but looks like the stock market might be near a peak or maybe past it, according to some observers. So we'll be talking about that later on the program. But for now, thank you very much. Carl Rogers, who's Chief Investment Officer at Elkstone Partners. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.